Hey guys, this is Mike Vidano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks on 365 Sportscast Radio Network. Hey Chris, how's it going? How day. How day. Welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks, episode two on our new radio show. Episode one went really well, so we'll see how this one goes, right? Yeah, I think it went well. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. All right, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, some Rude. some bad stuff, and you know, more adversity. It's not like the stars faced enough adversity in the playoffs and in the bubble and all sorts of other stuff. Now they got to face even more adversity. Yeah. So last Saturday, uh, the stars were shut down after six players and two staff members tested positive for COVID nineteen. So the NHL decided to go ahead and postpone the first three games of the season. And right now it looks like Dallas is currently expected to start their season uh, January 19th. Uh, what's your first thoughts on that? Uh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and why does everyone else get hockey except us? It's big sad. I, I think I saw, didn't the number rise to 17 stars players? Right, so after they finally did all the rest of the testing and stuff, it it came out to be 17 Stars players that tested positive for the virus. So, wow. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I thought, like, they, they had to do testing and quarantining before they went in, so I'm not, I'm kind of confused as to how that even occurred, but. Right, and. Oh, and well. And from the from the sounds of it, Bill Daly, the deputy commissioner of the NHL, he's basically uh, second in charge under Gary Bettman. It sounds like they're still trying to figure out where it even came from. Like, I, like they still have no idea where it came from. Yeah, that's strange. So I, I, they're still doing contact tracing, and they're still doing all that sort of stuff to try and figure out uh, what's going on and it still continues to be an issue for the stars. And, you know, let's think about it this way Um, with these players testing positive, even though most of them have said that they're asymptomatic and everything. um, This makes me think about St. Louis. So one of the things that they talked about before the bubble playoffs start is that they had a huge outbreak in their team and a lot of their team members were still kind of trying to get over COVID and that it was a significant factor in, you know, why they might have lost to Vancouver. Uh, do you think the Stars are at a disadvantage with all these positive uh, tests? Do you think well, that affects their their either physical, fit, I don't know, finesse, I, their fitness? I think they're at a disadvantage, but not because they're sick, really. It's more because they're starting behind everybody else. So they're when they start, other teams are going to have played like five games already. So that could be a big deal in trying to get back to normal hockey speed. And like, and in the shortened season, uh, a slow start is a terrible thing. It's even worse than than last season. So if we do the same thing we did last season with seven games with no regulation wins, then we're not going to make the playoffs. We don't have enough time to make it back. So. It, it's it's especially important for us to get a good start here, and this is definitely not going to help. 
So this is the statement that the National Hockey League released about COVID-19 testing results uh, during training camps. So the NHL concluded its 2020-2021 formal training camps for the 31 teams with a total of 27 players with confirmed positive test results for COVID-19 among nine different clubs. The results included 17 players on the Dallas Stars, most of whom are asymptomatic and all of whom are currently recovering without complication. During the two-week period from December 30th to January 11th, players were tested on a daily basis with a total of approximately 12,000 tests administered in, to the, in excess of 1,200 NHL players. So out of the 27 players that tested positive from December 30th to January 11th, 17 of them were Dallas Stars players. That's bad. I know it. it, it <laughs> I mean, it, they, I thought they had protocols for all of this, and that's why they—that's uh, what they were doing, and that's why it took so long to get the NHL season going. But uh, either a protocol wasn't followed, or you know, it, it could just be a freak accident and just yeah. Well, I mean, happen. like when when I got sick, I didn't know anybody who had it. I I figured I must have gotten it from work, but like when I'm at work. I'm wearing my mask. The customers wearing their mask, and we're always six feet apart. And none of my coworkers had it, so it's it's just weird sometimes. Like you can't you can't really you can you can do your best to prepare for it, but like there's there's no guarantee. Right. So, well, we'll just have to wait another week, unfortunately, before we can get some uh, stars hockey going. So yeah, big. This was supposed to be the day before the the first game and that would have been sweet but whatever right instead it's stupid and lame and we have to wait longer i know right and this podcast well, sucks <laughs> so far it sucks well at, at least it doesn't suck as much as the chicago blackhawks just did against the tampa bay lightning i, I just finished watching that game 5-1 yeah, just just in case everybody thought that the old guys <laughs> from chicago were going to do good again no no, I, I know a lot of people don't like Patrick Kane, but I really feel bad for him because he's still he's still an elite player and he's playing on a really crappy well, team. Well, it's his own players. dang fault. He should leave the team. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to want it. Would you want to leave the same team that you played for for your whole career and won three Stanley Cups with? I he's mean, if they're, if they're that bad, yeah. I mean, geez. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, uh, so they were shut down on uh, Saturday, and they were shut down Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. The Stars and were shut down, not the Blackhawks. The Stars were shut down, yes. <laughs> not the league, just their training camp, trying to figure out the contact tracing and see uh, who else was having some issues. So uh, they finally were able to get back onto the ice on Tuesday morning at Co-America Center in Fresco, with several players missing, and it seemed to be a step in the right direction if they were looking for some sort of normalcy. So the the league also was in charge of releasing any kind of information about all of this, and that was something that was made very clear from the very beginning. Most people figured it was going to be COVID-related when they mentioned that practice was going to be canceled for Saturday and beyond, you know, indefinitely. And, uh, but the league doesn't explain why a player might not be available for a practice or a game 
they just simply list them as unfit. So it's it. I really thought we were going to get like a a list of the players that did test positive, but uh, as of ten thirty nine on Wednesday night, we still haven't gotten a list. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of annoying for us, honestly, because like. I mean, what's the point in leaving the fans in the dark? But I'm sure, like, this was, like, a thing agreed to by the players. Like, they wanted this. So, I guess there's a reason behind the scenes that we don't see. But as fans, it's kind of annoying. Agreed. Uh, But kind of at the same time, I understand, you know, why they might not be telling us. Because why? Do we really need to know? But, like, like, why, why shouldn't we know, though? Like... Right, I, so I, I guess it could go either way. That question is just like, do we really need to know, and then, and then why shouldn't we know? Because I mean, we are putting our money into these uh, into these teams. So, uh, so well, I, I, not, even, not even just that. Just like, well, what's the point of not telling us? Like, we're gonna speculate about it if you don't tell us. So, <laughs> well, what's uh, what's funny is that the. It, I think Tuesday was the first day that Anton Hudobin was actually able to get out onto the ice. Yeah, that was strange. Uh, for the stars. I when I first saw that they shut down our practice, I was like, ah, oh, dang it, Dobby, he brought it in. But no, he didn't do it, so <laughs> you blame it all on Dobby. Yeah. Well, he actually mentioned that uh over the, the break between, you know, the end of September and the and the uh when he came back to the States for the season he actually got COVID. Yeah, he already had it. Yeah, so he's already had it. So he's at he's at this point he's got the antibodies for it. But anyways, um, so yeah. well, I heard him. With- I I heard him talking about like he had it kind of bad. Like when he would climb stairs and stuff, he'd be winded and all that right. stuff. So it meant like that didn't sound fun. That yeah, didn't happen so- to me. I just was sick. Yeah, so how honestly, how did you feel? Like, did you try to do anything? Like, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't like tired. Like some people described it, like you'd walk to different rooms of your house and you would be winded. But like, I never got that tired. I was just like, I wanted to take a nap all the time, (laughs) and my nose wouldn't stop running. Yeah, but like, it wasn't like to the point where I I couldn't walk to the toilet or anything. (laughs) But. But it seems it seems like a lot of people have that problem. So hopefully that's not the kind of strain that's going around the stars camp. That would that would be bad. Well, I mean, it does say in the uh, in that statement from the NHL that most of them were asymptomatic. Yeah. So so what it sounds like is that you know they were they were maybe expecting a couple to test positive based off of the symptoms that some of them had, and then it was just like this rampant just everybody's got it and most are asymptomatic. So uh, anyways, so where I was getting with this is these were the players that actually were able to come back to practice on Tuesday. So they didn't come in contact with any of these uh, 17 players that did test positive. So uh, among these, oh, wait, hold on. Nope. I got to find that list. You lost it? Yes, I lost it. How did you lose it? Well, anyway... Okay, so anyway, let me talk. Let me talk about this. I do have the list of the players who didn't practice. Let's just do that first. Yeah, that's so, way easier. And and we have no idea if these guys, you know, came in direct contact, if they're quarantined, if they actually have it. So uh, these are the guys that were not practicing on Tuesday. So Jason Dickinson, 
Justin Dowling, Roddick Foxa, Rhett Gardner, Yoel Kiviranta, uh, Jason Robertson, and then defenseman uh, Taylor Fadoon, Joel Hanley, Thomas Harley, which I don't know if Harley was because of the outbreak. I think it was just because he was at the World Juniors and he's quarantining from the World Juniors because that's the protocol that the NHL put in place. Uh, so along with Thomas Harley, uh, Hayskinen, which hurts, uh, Honka, Essa Lindell, Jamie Alexiak, and Mark Pissick. So it's a lot of defensemen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what, uh, I mean, All Essa, <laughs> Miro, uh, Alexiak, Pissick is probably in, in the top six defensemen. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter who's in the top six as long as they, it seems like they're all going to be fine. From what they said, they didn't sound very alarmed in the statement. So whoever has it, I don't think it's a big deal, but like, just it's a lot. That just means it's going to take a while to get everyone back to practice, which would be bad and might lead to a bad start to the season, which would be double bad because of the short season. Right. So that's the other thing that's mentioned in the article. But uh, so this week, you know, rosters were supposed to be finalized, you know, uh, for the actual roster for the taxi squad, which is new this year because of COVID stuff, uh, you know, sending players to the AHL to waivers, and the stars weren't able to do any of that because they because they shut down their practice and they yeah, weren't able rip. to do any of that stuff. So it, it we're in this kind of weird, you know, ri- like limbo situation. I mean, they haven't released an opening night roster. There, there's no idea of. Who's going to be on the taxi squad? I think there might have been something on Twitter, but it's not fully confirmed yet. Yeah. Um, it's like everything stopped. Like, the Stars aren't a team right now. <laughs> I know. It's weird. It is, it is like, really weird. So, the uh, here's another question, I guess, that goes for other teams. Do you think this is going to happen uh, to over other teams over the course of the season? Well, I mean, obviously, I hope not, but I think it's bound to happen. Like, if you look at the sports that did play during this time, college football, NFL, MLB, they all played outside of bubbles, and they've all gotten outbreaks. So I think definitely it's bound to happen, which leads to the other question, the kind of morbid question, but, like, (laughs) is it better that they all got sick at the beginning of the season instead of the middle? So (laughs) that's... I don't want to answer that question because that's that's a weird question, but you know, maybe it's good. Who knows? But well, you were just saying that uh, in order for the stars to do well, they—I mean, every game is gonna feel like a playoff game because one, you're you're playing in series, basically like MLB style, where you're playing two or three games against the same opponent over a course of maybe two or three days, maybe back to backs, maybe. There's a, a a day of rest in between or whatever, but uh, you got to get you have to have a fast start in order to make the playoffs in this yeah awkward COVID season. What would be worse than not getting a fast start is to get a COVID outbreak when you're on a six game winning streak. So there, there's a flip side to the coin there, but yeah, that it, it the COVID stuff could definitely lead to some very weird situations in hockey and could really lead to some teams getting screwed over. I think. Yeah, uh, it, it it just seems like uh, this uh, this stuff is is bound to happen. I mean, when you think about all the other stuff that's happened among other sports this year, and obviously the one I'm thinking about is uh, the Denver Broncos. 
and like all their quarterbacks were either quarantined <laughs> or had COVID. And they started a practice squad wide receiver who played quarterback, I think, in high school as their starting quarterback. <laughs> I, I think that's something that the NHL is trying to not let happen. Something to not let happen, but we'll see. So I think it'll be fine. <laughs> Famous well, last words. <laughs> if, exactly. So, so the, so right now it seems like the three of the stars games are going to be postponed Possibly four, uh, but yeah, I think if they do, they're, I think they're just going to do four and just cancel it, like based on the series. So they're just going to cancel the first two, then the second two, but then we'll play the next series against Tampa, right? I yeah, think so. ah. that's All right, probably yeah. what's going to happen. When is well, it? Twenty first. Twenty first. Twenty first, Florida or Tampa? I think. I think 21st is Florida or 22nd. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, 22nd. 22nd against Florida at home is what I heard the start time would be. As long as no more people get the get the Rona. Yep. Okay, so I'm I'm kind of looking through this article about that my Mike Heike put up on DallasStars.com. And it does say that Dallas was actually very surprised because they had been following every protocol that had happened. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, you can be as cautious as you want to be, but, like, it's not – in the end, it doesn't really matter. Like, if it's going to get you, it's going to happen. There's nothing you can really do about it. Yeah, which – I mean, it really sucks. Uh, And and it's just – it's going to push us back for a week, so uh, we'll see how the stars, you know. Just another thing they have to react to. <laughs> right. Great. Yeah. Okay. This is a fun right. podcast. This one's fun. This is fun, everybody. <laughs> Sarcastic. Okay, so let's talk about one of the articles on DallasMorningNews.com. Uh, uh, who is it? Matthew DeFranks? Yeah. yeah. Matthew and it's a great question that uh, we should consider because we've talked about it a lot, but he kind of goes into depth a little bit more uh, about it. So, so his number three question out of his 10 questions facing the stars this season is number three, how will Anton Hudobin fare as a full-time starter in goal for the stars? So I've kind of talked about this a little bit. So Hudobin has been a very good goaltender. He is not a you know elite level goaltender. He's no care. Hey, I don't know about that. <laughs> NHL.com no, ranked him in the top ten. Like that's legit. Yes, but, but for that for this upcoming season, they did. So I don't. Or was that the fans? Was that it was, the fans that, that did it? That was NHL.com. Okay, I, I thought it was the fans that did it. But anyways, so he's never really been proven as a number one starter like as the guy he's always been like in a a really good tandem or as a backup so and he's put up good numbers over his career it's just uh, that's a great question to ask what do you think well i mean so we could look back to to dallas to 2018 2019 season that was when ben bishop was hurt for a long portion of the season 
So he played 41 games. That's about half the games in the season. And he was under 500 in those starts. So that's not, that's not a good sign. <laughs> and then you can go back to Carolina where he also played a lot. And in, in 2014, 2015, he was way under 500. He had eight wins and 17 losses. And the year before that, he had 19 wins and 14 losses. So historically, when Hudobin has to play a lot, it's not great. But, I mean, last season he played 30 games. That's in, I, This is including playoffs. And he had 16 wins and 8 losses. So That's pretty good. <laughs> that's nuts. No, that's not including playoffs. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's not including playoffs. Okay, so, so. He, and the Stars played, what, 69 games, 70 games because of the pause? They didn't get to finish the season? Yeah. So he played about a little less than half, so maybe. But when you look at his stat line, it, that season's very obviously an outlier, right? So, like, that's not what normally happens. So, hopefully he turned a leaf, but, I mean... It's a tough thing to have to bank on because because we need it too. We need to be good as soon as we start playing games. I can't we can't wait for him to settle into a starting role. Right. So it looks like Hudobin is uh, going to be the starting goaltender for the first two months, and it looks no, like, he definitely is going to be. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> that uh, Bishop won't be back until around uh, March, mid to late March. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to. Pray. So, and hey, if Hudobin's bad at starting goalie, then maybe this COVID thing's a good thing. You never know. (laughs) So, I mean, can you imagine if he had not re-signed with the Stars with that three-year contract? Well, we obviously, well, now that we know that they would have gone out and gotten somebody else. Well, now that we know that Bishop was hurt, it would have been obvious to us that Hudobin was going to get re-signed. Like, you can't, that would be a waste of a season, honestly. If you're going to put Ottinger in there, that, it would take a miracle. You'd have to get so lucky. So if we had known that Bishop was going to be out for the beginning of this season too, it would have been an easy choice to re-sign Hudobin for as much as we did. Well, and he did get a raise, despite there being a pandemic in it. Oh, he deserved a raise. He definitely deserved a raise, based just based off of his playoff performance. That's it. So on top of that, so his here's some of his stats in the uh, in the postseason. So he had a 917 save percentage, which is above league average, and Nutty. then he had a 0.69 goals against average, which that's that's Nutty. Uh, so against high scoring teams like Tampa, yeah. Colorado, Calgary. Yeah. Well, and here's the funny thing though, when you think about it. Hudobin had not started a playoff game before August. He yep. had not started one single game before August. And then he took the Stars all the way to the Stanley Cup final. How crazy. Maybe, is that? maybe that was a secret. Maybe just nobody knew that he was a playoff monster. So yeah. now, now he's just our secret weapon. We just play Bishop in all the regular season games and then Dobby in all the postseason games. That's yep. the true tandem. So... Uh, the nice thing about the schedule as well is that even though that uh, you know Bishop is hurt and we have Hudobin and Ottinger as our likely tandem, it seems like uh, there's not a ton of back-to-backs for the Stars compared to some other teams, especially in the yeah, first half. Yeah, we got lucky. 
Yeah, we, we got, got very lucky, lucky, I think. So, so and then, I mean, I still so, believe in my man's Jake, though. I think he's going to be fire. Oh, hold on. You're getting ahead of us. I'll ask you about that here in a second. So, but fire. So, fire. So, before we get to Ottinger, uh, you know, the, the one question, another question I have about uh, Dobby is, you know, when players get into their 30s, they typically uh, are more injury prone and they take more injuries. But, you know, luck, luckily for the Stars, uh, it seems like Hudoba has been able to stay healthy. Yeah, he hasn't really been hurt since he's been a star. I don't, I mean, I can't think of a time he has been. Mm-mm. So, so kind of strange. Really, hopefully, really, he, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, hopefully he keeps doing that. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. So, honestly, the stars don't make it into the Stanley Cup final without Anton Hudobin. In net, if it had been Ottinger, sorry Ottinger, you know you gotta love our our little rookie buddy, but uh, he wouldn't have stand a, stood a chance against uh, you know, hey. even Vegas. Hey, you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know. I don't nothing. know. Maybe maybe he would have pulled off a miracle like a Jordan Bennington kind of situation, but I just didn't see it. Yeah, so, he would have. So hopefully, uh, Hudobin can kind of carry this team on his back and. Uh, lead him back to the playoffs again. So, all right. So here's the other half of the question that uh, it's not really mentioned on in the article, but uh, talk about your boy Ottinger, what you're expecting from him and what you are hoping to see from him. I mean, I think he could be freaking awesome. I mean, we look at his, his first year as a full starter in the, uh, in the, in the Texas stars back in down in Cedar park. Right. Is that right? I don't know. Tell me about it, Austin Knights. Well, anyway, he had a 257 goals against average and a 917 save percentage in 38 games. And what what was his win loss? Uh... Yeah, I can't find it. It's not on NHL.com. Really? That's funny. Yeah, but yeah, I mean the Texas Stars weren't a great team this year either. But right, the fact that he's got those numbers with not an awesome team is pretty fantastic. So, okay. So, uh, I so so in summary, sorry, I'll summarize that. Okay. Ottinger good. <laughs> so, here's my only issue with the Stars and with uh oh, we know, know you have lots of issues with the Stars, Ryan. Yeah, well, cuz I just want them to do well and you know. So, hard. you're going to talk about how bad they are, okay? Yes. Okay. So, but yeah. We we haven't had a really good goaltending prospect since Mike Smith. Who's Jack Campbell? <laughs> not, not Jack Campbell. Who was it? Whoever Campbell was, whatever his first name was. Jack Campbell. You were oh, right. Ha. You were right. Ha ha. Now he was good, he, and we squashed him like a bug. Well, and he he just wasn't working out for the Stars at no, all. We so. just wouldn't let him play in the NHL because we're a bunch of pansies. A bunch of pansies. But. Uh, we also had uh, Philip Desroze, uh, who never really panned out at all either, and I nah. think he's still down in the minors, uh, yeah. playing down there. That wasn't a big one. Oh, he was still seen as a possible goaltender of the future. That was like a possible though, not even a yeah, right. So, and then 
now good for Jack Campbell. He he after he got traded to Los Angeles, he got Ash. traded from Los Angeles to Toronto, and he looks like he's going to be the backup for Toronto. So, uh, you know, good for him. But again, he's still a backup. He's not a he's not a starter. That role still belongs to Frederick Anderson. And uh, you know, I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast. Uh, was it this morning or yesterday? And they they don't seem to think that Freddie Anderson is that good of a goaltender, uh, and that Jack Campbell may steal more games away from him. And I'm just like, I I, I don't know how I feel about that. So I think it's very likely that that's my only problem with goaltending prospects in the star system. So maybe this is different. Maybe Jack, uh, maybe Andre is different. I don't know. But anyways, uh, he's Jake. gonna have to play more than stars will want him to uh just because of the back-to-backs later on and i think and, that's uh, good what if that's a good thing because that's the reason jack campbell became garbo because we didn't even give him a chance like if we if we give this guy a sh- his shot in the nhl i think he's got a big chance of doing it. he's a big guy he's gonna move fast his pads are quick i mean he's he seems like like the real deal and let's not forget he is the highest save percentage and goals against average in nhl history right now <laughs> he, he's perfect he is perfect he went in two games and no pucks went in the net right so a thousand save percentage he is perfect right he's gonna keep it going all throughout next season mm. all right oh man my phone's blowing up no it's not all right what's the next topic quit looking at your phone I'm looking at my phone because it's all the Corey Perry fan club people that are. Look at the snack. next topic. So I just had to double check. Chill. Calm down. Well, anyway, so here's our next topic. So, along with the Anton Hudobig question that Matthew DeFranks has got up on Dallas Morning News, he's got the number one question facing the Stars this year. What do you think that is? Well, I know what it is. So. I don't think I should be allowed to guess. Oh, come on. I was setting you up. You're supposed to take it. Stupid. I'm not a liar. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so the, the question was, what is the star's response after their run to the Stanley Cup final? So that feels like an obvious question. Now, my first thought is when I see that question is, I don't want to be the natural predators. And do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, they suck now after they were good. Right, exactly. So they had P.K. Subban. Pecorine was playing out of his mind. Uh, they had Victor Arvidsson. They had Ryan Johansson. They had uh, Philip Forsberg with all of these points, all of these, you know, all these goals. And then they Smashville made the Stanley Cup final, lost, and ever since then they've been in decline. Now. That's the only thing that I'm really scared about right now is that that was the peak. Do you think that was the peak? Uh, I don't think so. Because like I said, and that you always refute, all we need is one good is one thing to go right. We need one break. We've had a billion bad breaks, but all we need is one. We need Rope Hens to be good, or we need Gurionov to be good, or we need Haskinen to be out of his mind. Or we need Jamie Ben to play good, or we need Pavelski to play good, or we need to play or Radulov to play good. Like if one of those things happens, if one player decides to play to the caliber that they can play to, 
we're going to be a great team and an obvious cup contender. So I, but what if, what if we need all of those? You don't need all of those. You need one. You think about how good our defense was in the postseason. The reason we went so far was because each game, a different guy would step up and do it. And I'm saying that if we just have true. one, good point. it was one guy like Pavelski took over that game, that game six, like, Corey Perry won us a game. He's bad. Game five in the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> but, like, we don't need the whole team to have this great dynamic offense. We need one guy to step up and score a bunch of goals. Like, if one guy's a 30-goal season, we're going to be nutty. We're going to be the best team in the league, maybe. And, like, we have so okay. many guys who have that potential to do that that I think, like, we have very good chance of it happening. Okay, so we already talked about two players who we think need to step up. And we talked about Jamie Ben on the last show. And we already talked about Anhan Hudobin today. And Khan so, Hudobin. Anton Hudobin. Sorry. Anton Hudobin. Words are hard. Uh, besides those two guys, who do you think probably needs to step up more than anybody? Uh, Radulov. Because if he doesn't, he's going to lose his job. Like I, I legitimately think if if he doesn't do something this season, like really do something other than score a couple hat tricks, like he's gonna be on the hot seat. So I hope for our sake that we get to see more sellies, and for Rad's sake that he gets to stay on a good team. <laughs> so, are you more optimistic about this upcoming I, season or pessimistic for Rad's specifically? Just for the team in general. For the team and in general. Rad, right? And for Rads. Go ahead and say it for Rads, too. Throwing so many questions at me at the same time. Okay, so <laughs> for Rads, I'm pretty pessimistic. I don't think Rads is getting better. And, oh. like, so I don't, I, I don't I don't see the kind of work ethic he has. I know that's not the kind of player he is. He's kind of, he kind of sneaks into the right spots and takes his, takes his shots when he gets them. But, like, it just doesn't seem like he's really mentally geared up to get better in this playoffs the same way like Jamie Ben has been and Gurionov and Hintz and Haskinen. So I'm not real optimistic about Rads, but for the stars, as everyone who's been listening to this podcast can tell, I am very optimistic. Like everyone says we're garbage and we don't have any goal scoring. All we need is one player to, to do good. We need one lucky break. We've had so many unlucky breaks. Everybody's been injured. Everyone has the Rona now. We don't get to watch hockey now. So we just need one good thing to happen. One. Oh, I forgot our coach is a drunkard. Forgot about that one. Whoops. Oh, yeah. So, like, okay. One thing has to go good. All this stuff, all this bad stuff happened and we went to the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, if one good thing happens, we're just going to take President's Trophy. We're going to take the cup. We're, we're going to hand heart, oh, whoa, heart, heart trophies to everybody. Everyone's <laughs> MVP. Like, one good thing needs to happen to the Stars. It's not fair. We're going we're gonna to give the heart trophy... To, to everybody, no, to everybody. Trophy. And then North Trophy's gonna go to Haskinen, and then Hudobin's gonna get the Vesna. <laughs> all stars everywhere. Yeah, the All Star team is going to be the Dallas Stars, and that's it. Exactly. I mean, it starts in the name, duh, right? Okay, so let's look on the optimistic Ooh. side. So on the optimistic side, I said the uh, optimistic side. I know, but we. Here's some reasons people may be optimistic on top of all of this stuff, why this team will do good again. So they didn't really change the team, right? I mean, we don't Which got, is a good thing. We don't got a Corey Perry, and we don't got a Tyler Sagan. 
Well, and we don't got a Ben Bishop. I mean, that's not really our fault, but like we don't got him. Okay, so other than Corey Perry, the other two are still on our team. We just didn't change anything. They just ouchied. Okay? Yeah, they're just ouchy. So, and then they still have the the goaltender that led them to the playoffs, and then they also brought back the head coach that took them to the Stanley Cup final. So those are all reasons to be optimistic about that. And then really the the only big signing that the Stars had this past season was Mark Pissick. And I think the reason why he was signed is because he's he's a very good utility player. He can play uh defense and offense. So he can be a he can play center, left wing, right wing, and he, he can also be a defenseman. Um mostly he's been a defenseman, but you know uh, he he can play all of it, you know. So here's an interesting stat uh, that Josh Sanders uh, put up on the Corey Perry uh, group on Facebook, and I thought this was really interesting. So and I'm I'm almost positive he got it from this article, probably. But in this article, it says no team has won more playoff games than the Stars in the past two seasons. Isn't that kind of wacky? Because we're ballers. Right. <laughs> so the stars is good. We is good. So okay, That's well, what that here's the, okay. So you're talking about uh, this team. This is not a one-time thing. But us losing in the Stanley Cup final that was a step. Does that mean over the next two years, if we don't make, if we don't get the cup, or if we don't make the Stanley Cup final, is the year viewed as? A loss. Yes. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, if we went to the Stanley Cup Finals this year, like, conference final might be, but, like, you have to at least get to the conference final and take it to seven, I feel like, almost. Like, with the team we have, especially when Bishop and Sagan are back, if we get lucky and we don't get hurt the same way that the Lightning did, we should be in the Stanley Cup playoff. I mean... That that's it. I mean, that's what the stars want the expectations to be. That's what the franchise. That's where they wanted the expectation to be at. They wanted to move out of mediocrity, like they said, and they have. Their expectation is Stanley Cup. Well, and the they completely changed their identity. They were an offensive first team that scored a bunch of goals and relied on their offense to do all the work. And Jim Nell decided, you know, I don't care if we finish first place in the division we're going to build this team like a playoff team. So he went more physical and he's done that. Uh, But here's a not so good stat. So, so since the NHL WHA merger, so that's the, uh, it was back in 50 years ago. It was 1979. It wasn't that long ago. Although it was kind of, that's almost 50 years, boo. (laughs) It was 40 Almost 40. It was over 40. Over 40. So, anyways, all right. anyways, we're arguing about the years, and that's not even one. You know the decade about. after 40? What? 50. Shut up. <laughs> so, anyways, only two teams have Quick lost now. the Stanley Cup and then returned to the final the following year. So, both teams won the, won the Cup after that. So, if we make the Stanley Cup final... We're going to win! If then the then the stat is in our favor, but it's only happened twice. So it was the two thousand eight two thousand nine Penguins. So I they lost. In, 
And then the and then it was the 1983-1984 Oilers. I don't then, remember that. <laughs> well, I would hope not. I don't remember that either. I, 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 I was dead. <laughs> you well, weren't dead. You just didn't exist. I was anti-alive. And <laughs> Which most people would call it. I'm going to start using that and like, uh, put memes about that anti-alive. Yeah, because you're such okay. a meme lord, Ryan. Yes, <laughs> yes, because you see all the memes I make on this on all the channels, right? So, so, so I guess I guess you could look at that in a positive light. Actually, that. You, oh my goodness, my phone is going crazy. Anyways, so I guess you could look at that stat in a positive light. In after all, so maybe we just. Just say if we make the Stanley Cup final, we win the Stanley Cup. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. How about that? I mean, that the expectation is there. That's what we feel like needs to happen. And if it doesn't happen, it's a disappointment. But yep. like, I think we should also preface like, even if that doesn't happen, that doesn't mean like the team's going to go into a deep like five to eight year rebuild. Like the young players we have are outstanding, and that's why it's so exciting right now because we have older guys that still can play at a high at a high caliber, and we've got younger guys coming up that are fantastic as well. That's why it feels like this is this is the right time for it to happen. We got a good combination of guys right now. But right. if if it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean like we're gonna whine and moan about us not being good for five years and how we need to blow up the team. Like if anyone well, tells I you will... that, <laughs> we'll won't, will... we'll whine, but we won't say <laughs> we we won't say that they need to blow up the team. Because they don't. We've got great pieces and we've got great development players. So we want it to happen this year and we feel like it should. That's where the expectation should be. But like, if it doesn't get there, there's no blowing up the team. So if anyone tells you that, they're just trying to get you to read their article. <laughs> right. Okay, Chris, it's time. Time for what? It's time for your segment of the week. This is Chris's. Oh. You've got to be kidding me. Well... We're Chris, in, we're in two smaller. You've got to be kidding me! So okay, so it's January. We went we went October, November, and December with no hockey, and now we still get no hockey. <laughs> you've got to be kidding me! Why? I just want to watch hockey, dude. It was so the two games today stunk too. Like I I didn't I didn't watch the third game, but like. The, the penguins and flyers the mm-hmm. the penguins just threw the game away those right why why they do that and then the and then the lightning and the and what who decided that we were going to have the lightning play chicago on national television it's all about ratings let's man. get our great product out there of watching chicago get demolished over and okay. over again why okay <laughs> why can't we chicago. just watch the stars Chicago has probably Chicago one of Chicago the... sucks. They're garbage. Has, has, They're garbage. Have... Are you going to let me talk? Maybe. Chicago has one of the biggest fan bases nationwide, and then also you've got the Stanley Cup fi- uh, champions. I yeah, also well, Chicago's fan oh. base sucks too. <laughs> they all Dang. suck. If you watch the Our Chicago story. Blackhawks, you probably suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's just a fact that's scientific i i studied it all right so that was the, that was the first one 
the second one, it, it, I guess I kind of already talked about it, but, but you know, so they they raised their banner, the lightning did, and it was yeah. it was stupid and ugly and blue. So that was dumb. I didn't like that. You've got to be kidding me. I don't want to see that crap. And like, it was so lame. Like the players, they're just like, can we just get this over with? They were so bored. Did you see them? They were just, uh, it was awful. They didn't want to be there. There were no fans there. So obviously they didn't want to be there. So, I mean, that was trash. Chris says, you got to be kidding me. It, it was like, it was as awkward as like those, those, uh, impractical joker scenes like when they make sal like do something stupid you just can't watch i turned it off i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't watch the dang thing like it was so bad i haven't watched that show in like three or four years it's been a long time bro it's always on true tv that's that's my go-to when there's nothing on you know what true tv used to be it's about true things it used to be court tv well, it's so not. They have all these. It's not anymore. They had all these. It's just shows. reruns of impractical jokers, among other things. All right, that that that's it for me. Those are two short ones. So, all right. In so, summary, the Chicago Blackhawks suck, and so do the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you know what? I'm going to add to your segment a little bit. Actually, I'm going to no have way. my own. You're ki- you got to be kidding me. Because it kind of goes hand in hand with my shining star of the week. So, in the athletic, the athletic, they had the top 155 players under the age of 23. Right? Oh, was it? Oh, I know, I know where this is going, but go ahead. So, so the shining star of the week obviously is <gasps> who would have figured it would be Miro Haskinen. But, but wasn't Kale McCarr ranked higher than him? Shush. Yeah, that's how stupid that list was. That's why the athletics sucks. Well, they had Mira Haskinen at number 14. So, yay, Shining Star of the Week. Go Mira Haskinen. He is he's way higher he, than that. Yeah, he should be. He, that's he's why way more minutes. That's why he the athletic plays. is Garbo. Like anyone <laughs> who watches hockey and is objective, like isn't an Avs fan or a Stars fan, they'd say Haskinen is like fifty times better than Kilmakar at least in puck movement and overall defense and awareness in stick checks in all of it. Like there's there's no comparison. Kilmakar's beat red face could, couldn't stand a chance. Couldn't stand right. a chance. Have you and seen honestly, how red his face gets? That alone should yeah. have put him lower than Miro Heiskanen. Like, he could have been way better. But just his stupid little tomato face would have put him over the edge, and that would put him at 30th at, at highest. So, uh, Miro got 14th, and Garbage. guess who's right above him? This is the you-gotta-be-kidding-me part of the Shining Stars of the week. Kale McCard, number 13. Whatever, I think dude. The, I think the hype will go down after a while. Because McCarr and then, sucks, and then and then even above uh, Kale McCarr, who won the Calder Trophy, they've got Quinn Hughes at eleven. Quinn Hughes is even worse than Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr could beat him with his tomato face. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what it is about Quinn Hughes. Hughes, like he's 
Okay, honestly, I think he is better than McCarr. Like, he's an overall defenseman. But McCarr, I think McCarr's a better puck handler and puck mover. But, like, I don't I don't get the hype with Hughes. It, it honestly, when I watch him, like, he's good. He's a good defenseman. But, like, he, he's barely he's a number a, one defenseman. He barely seems like a number two to me whenever he's playing. Like, nah, like nah, 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 nah. I don't know, man. He seems like an average number one a good number two. Like it, it, he does it doesn't impress me that much, but anytime you watch Haskinen, it's crazy impressive. Like all of his things are above average. They're all elite level skills. So I don't, so, I don't get it. So for the three of those guys, here's an interesting thing is that Miro is actually the tallest. He's six, one McCarr is five, 10 and Quinn Hughes is no, sorry. Quinn Hughes is five, 10 Kale McCarr is five, 11. So, they're all kind of like right there, but Miro is the tallest out of the three. That's kind of interesting. Now, the here's the problem that I I, I hate about you know the the NHL and all the hype that all of these other players get is that it's all about offense, even with defense. Like they, they they completely ignore the defensive side of the puck, which is what Miro is good at. He puts up points, and he's that good at the defensive side of the puck. And honestly, that's why Quinn Hughes probably or Quinn Hughes, Kim McCarr won the Calder trophies because he had all these points. You know, what yeah. about uh what about Quinn Hughes? Quinn Hughes is a better defensive defenseman than Kim McCarr is, in my opinion. Yeah, and and Miro Hazen does everything that McCarr does and he does it better while taking no risk, like at all. Like there's and not playing the minutes that Miro does. Yeah, like I I've seen Haskinen make like one bad pass <laughs> like it, he doesn't really make poor choices he always makes the right decision and like I, I don't get it I feel like those people aren't watching and they just look at numbers and then he and then he also helps uh helps out his teammates when they make stupid mistakes it, it seems like he's always there because so, he's always on the ice <laughs> I know so anyway that's my shining star of the week Go Miro, I love you. Never leave Dallas. I don't think he ever will. Do you ever think he will? We better not let him. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. Jim Nill would be fired on the spot. Okay, I, I'll fire right. Jim Nill if he does that. All right. So we talked about a lot of Dallas stuff. So we that's are the a Stars podcast, right? But that's correct. We would, so we would be we would be dumb not to mention this because this is huge news just huge. through the NHL. So, uh, huge. Yeah, I already made the um, joke. Continue. I'm copying you because I can't. Shut up. Okay, anyways. So, Evander Kane of the San Jose Sharks, he files for Chapter 7 bankruptcy. I declare bankruptcy. I'm sure that's what I Chapter 7 I knew that was coming, yes. I'm sure Chapter 7 just means he stood up and said that. So. <laughs> Exactly. Where's Michael Scott? We need need him. So, uh, for Patrick Kane, uh, he filed this Chapter 7 bankruptcy, and it was dated January 9th. Okay, so that's important to know. So, he, according to the document that he filed, the Chapter 7 bankruptcy forms, he has liabilities of, get this, $26.8 million dollars. Twenty six point eight million dollars. That's bad. 
How was that? How, how does he even get there? Well, you get a lot of credit from the banks because you make a lot of money, and then you spend it all, and then they give you more because you make a lot of money. You know, you know how finances work, Ryan. You got that? You, you yeah, know, yeah. you know how lines of credit work. Yes, that's yeah. why I don't have any debt. Thank you. Yeah, I know how it works. Yeah, and you're not making millions of dollars, so <laughs> I'm a band teacher. I'm lucky if I'll make a hundred thousand dollars. But anyway, okay. moving on. I don't really feel bad for him, honestly. I mean, you're making millions of dollars and you you can't hire a, a broker or something. Like Or an accountant. Or an accountant or something. Anything. Or listen to or listen to they he's gotta have somebody in his back pocket that's telling him, You should do this, you should do this, you should do this, do this, do this. Uh, maybe even a player on Santa maybe Joe Thornton in the background while he was there was sitting there telling them, hey, you need to make sure that you got money in your back pocket or, hey, put it in this 401k or this 403b or yeah. something, you know? Yeah. He but, had to have somebody telling him that, right? Yeah. So money-wise in sports, so a lot of people always say, like, oh, athletes get paid too much. Well, I don't think they get paid too much. They're getting their fair share of the profits that the league makes. But, right. like, if they spend it all and lose it all, I'm not going to feel bad for them either. They're being stupid. You're making millions of dollars to play a game. Like keep the money safe <laughs> like you deserve the money because that's what people are willing to pay to watch you but like don't be an idiot so okay that, so that here, that's it from me so regardless of the fact that he filed for bankruptcy and he owes 26.8 million dollars here's the thing they get is getting everybody so this is what it says in the document it says debtor may terminate his contract and he may opt out of the season as allowed under current rules because of health concerns given the recent birth of his first child. Should he terminate his contract or opt out of at a point in the season, debtor will not receive his salary. So he's just going to not play, basically, is what that sounds like. Probably. Now, there, now as of now, he hasn't you know, had a statement or anything that said he's not gonna play the season which is fine i mean that's pretty understandable <laughs> yeah he just what, lost all I, of the monies so here's what i don't understand is that so when they came out with the with the protocols and the return to play for this season the opt-out deadline for players to opt out of the season was december 24th and well, I think this like is I, said, I think this is a different clause in the contract, right? This is like a clause in his contract that allows him to do that, I thought. I don't know, maybe but maybe there's something there that we don't know about that he's got in his in his thing. But I I just don't see how he can like legally if so if he doesn't have a clause like that and his his thing just says, "Oh, well, he's just going to opt out and not play and not get paid." He, he he was given three million dollars on on July first as a signing bonus for being with the San Jose Sharks. So if he does opt out and you know find a way to opt out, does he have to give that three million dollars back? Surely he's already spent that money, right? I'm no accountant. Probably. Right. I so, mean, he's spent more money than he has. So right. <laughs> so logically, that would just make sense to me. But uh, uh, in conclusion, everybody, if you get lots of money somehow, don't be a dumbo. Right. So seriously, I'm 
And, and it's not like he's the only one that's ever happened to uh, file bankruptcy. Uh, you know, other players in the NHL, uh, Jack Johnson, he's still playing. Uh, he, he filed for bankruptcy a while back. He's one. Uh, of, he's one of the more higher profile athletes that's done it though in like pro sports recently because pro sports recently, like yeah. it used to happen a lot more but like recently there's been like people get like actual good people to help them and stuff but like if you're not smart enough to get someone to help you with that then i mean you're on your own dude i mean i don't there you got every every opportunity when you have that much money to find somebody to help you out so well and it's not just hockey I mean, I mean, here's some names. You'll like one of the names, the fact that he was bankrupt. <laughs> uh, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Michael Vick, Vince Young. Bet. <laughs> I figured you'd like that. Uh, and, you know, there's a couple others on here, but, like, it's it's not just hockey. I mean, these, these guys uh, get a bunch of money, and then they don't know what to do with it. So yeah. It happens, but I, I guess, it shouldn't. I don't feel bad yeah. for him. I feel like. I mean, he's going to get money back. He's not in trouble. Like, he's going to find a way to get money. He's not going to work at a Sonic or anything. So, yeah, seriously. <laughs> nobody so, needs but, to, like, pray for him or anything. But, like, sucks for him. But that's yeah. crazy. All right. All right. Well, we got about 20 seconds. Anything you want to say, Chris, before we uh, say goodbye to the peeps? Thanks and gig em. Well, that's going to do it for us. Catch you next week at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 Central. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and you can also follow our YouTube channel where we post daily hockey content videos. We'll catch you guys on the flip side.